and I had to learn to be that for my son because he couldn't speak. He didn't know what was good for him or not. But when I started doing my research, I come, hey, can you check? How is his lab work for this? Can you check his iron level? I want to see, is he anemic? Because I'm not understanding this. Or can you check how is his magnesium? You know, with all this constipation, he's just, you know, I just, and I wouldn't have known about that unless I did some more digging on my side, right? And a lot of, unfortunately, a lot of doctors don't like that when you come and question what they are doing. But hey, you know what? Nobody is going to stand up for you or for your children. You have to be the one standing for yourself. Nobody is going to do that. You have to do it for yourself. Welcome to the Gabby You Show. I am your host, Gabby Udebor. I am a functional medicine health consultant, a nurse practitioner, a women wellness strategist, and an entrepreneur and a speaker. I am also a wife and mother to four amazing children. I have been through many struggles with health, career, and business that has shaped me to be this resilient woman I am today. And now, through this show, myself and other amazing women from all walks of life will be sharing our stories of the struggles, victories that has made us the woman we are today. Our discussion will range from different things like health, business, career, faith, motherhood, and so much more to encourage you to become that amazing woman you are meant to be. This is your one stop for all things to empower you, the woman, because I know you were meant for more. So get yourself settled and maybe with your favorite drink and let's get this going. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the Gabby You Show. I am your host, Gabby Udebor. So today I have an amazing guest, Marlene Rosanna. And I'm, before we go into our discussion, I'm going to tell you some things about her. Dr. Marlene Rosanna is a family nurse practitioner, a functional medicine practitioner, essential oil expert, and speaker. She is a dedicated wife and the mother of two beautiful children. She is also the co-founder and CEO of New Path Health Institute, a 100% virtual practice where she helps women entrepreneurs who are struggling with focus and productivity balance their hormones naturally so that they can scale their business. Prior to starting to pivot into functional medicine, Dr. Rosanna spent over 16 years working in nursing, long-term care facilities, rehabilitation centers, hospitals, and inpatients home, providing bedside care and also for the disabled. Last year, she was among the many healthcare providers who traveled to New York City, which was the epicenter of COVID-19, to assist in providing care at one of the local hospitals. Dr. Rosanna has been featured in Forney Messenger newspaper, spoken as a guest speaker in churches, both on-site and online nationwide, and also on YouTube channel. She strongly believes that delicious, healthy, and balanced living is a key to thriving. Therefore, she's on a mission to empower others to achieve just that while crushing their struggles one by one. And that is Dr. Marlene Rosanna for you. Marlene Rosanna, welcome to the Gabby You Show. 
Thank you so much, Gabby. It's a pleasure, truly an honor to be here with you. I look forward to our discussion. Yes, so happy to have you here, finally. Yes, <laughs> yes. We've been trying to get this interview in and I'm so glad we finally are here now to yes. you know, know more about you. So um, before we get started in our going too deep in our discussion, I like to start with my two icebreaker questions. That's what I ask all my guests. So the first question is, I want to know what is your favorite food? <laughs> That's a tough question. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm going to be honest with you. I love eating. I love yes. food. I you, are love... My, you are in my club. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. I just, and uh, so um, it's hard, but one thing for sure that I know I love my traditional food. Yeah. I'm originally from Cameroon in Central Africa and my favorite food, we have so many different. Yes. Oh, it's Cameroon, they, love, they know how to cook, man. Yes, <laughs> yes, that's right. So I was like, which one is the favorite one? But I would say that it's what we call fufu okay. and fufu is made of cassava flour. So okay. I just, ever since I can remember, I've always loved it. Okay. Yes. Yes. So, um, you know, with the fufu, I know it's made in different forms. So the one you like is with cassava because they have some that are made with um, um, yam, you know, African yams, you know, um, they have some they made with oatmeal, you know, so, and it comes, you know, kind of describing it for some of our listeners that might not exactly know how it is, you know, so um, can you explain how that comes and how you eat it? <laughs> sure, sure, sure. But yes, cassava flour is pretty much made from cassava mm -hmm. that the women dry and they grind. So it, they turn it into a really fine flour pretty much. Okay. And the way you make it, you boil some water. The water has to be boiled and then you pour the cassava flour in it. And you have... Um, a stick, some kind of stick. I don't know how to call it. Wooden stick. Yes, wooden yeah. stick. Yes, and you have to kind of mix it all together until yeah. it becomes a, a smooth. It becomes like a smooth. Um, kind of like a dough, but yes, it comes yes. together. Okay. Yes. And cassava flour, when you make it into fufu, it's a little bit sticky as opposed to other types, yes. you know, other flours. But I just. I, it's just great. Usually we yeah. eat it with um, some kind of stew with okra maybe, or some stew made of some kind of nut butter, peanut butter, or yes. for those who prefer almond butter, stuff like that. And you can add pretty much whatever you want. Some people put shrimps, you can put beef, you can put pork, you can put vegetables. Yes. You leaves. Can, mm -hmm. Yes. You, just, you just make it rich. It's just yes. delicious. Yes. <laughs> I know with the fufu, we, you know, when we eat it with the stew or we call it sometimes soup, there's a lot of meats and vegetables in it. You yes. know, <laughs> you eat it yes. with the fufu. And you use your hand, your bare hand. Yes, right? that's right. That's where all the fun is and the yeah. flavor. And it's yeah. Just, it's oh, my. You're making me hungry now. I think I, I, I was <laughs> thinking of making pizza for the kids this afternoon, but um, now I'm thinking maybe I need to do fufu. <laughs> 
<laughs> now, just talking about it makes me also want to eat it. Yes. <laughs> next time this weekend. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, well, so the next thing I want to ask you, um, um, Marlene, what is your favorite quote? All right. I have many, but one of them that was just so profound to me was for from Charles Swindle. And he said pretty much life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you react to it. And to me, that statement just, you know, encompassed just, not only can you look it in the Christian way, but also in the secular way, yeah. because it just, it just encompasses our whole life and how we react to it. You know, it can either break us or make us. That's right. Mm -hmm. I love that. And I too, I think I use that quote too sometimes in my life that because it's just the way the world is, we can sometimes no, you can't just predict what's gonna happen. So but true. the world, the only thing you can control, you can control your own self, how you react to it. That's you have right. the power. That's you know, right. you don't know what's gonna happen. You plan That's your right. day, like, okay, this is gonna happen, this is this, this. So and true. something else happens, but how do you react to it? Do you get flustered? Do you figure it out? Or you just go, you know, yes. forget about it? So <laughs> There's true. so many ways. You yeah. know, people can even people can talk about you, mm -hmm. but then it's like, okay, are you gonna let that affect you? You know, right. it's about it's about. I feel like it's about rising above all that and just not let any of that just touch you. Yes. Because not only when do you do that, to me, you preserve yourself, you preserve your health, you Gosh. preserve, because we know that all these things just affect us in, in all levels. Yes. You know? Even with, when you deal with church, we know there are many people that have left the church because people did that or this or that was done to them, but mm. would you let all these things affect you? Same thing with your health, you look at it, it's like, okay, the doctor tells you this news, you know, or this is happening. But the big question is, what are you going to do with that information? That's what right. are you going to do? Yes, that is so true. And it's actually something that I probably posted it today. <laughs> it was interesting. Um, it was something about um, you will be judged no matter what. So you might as well be what you want to be. That's true. That's true, by the way you know even when you do something mm -hmm. good people will always find a reason to yes. criticize you yes it doesn't matter what it is okay yeah. it is this way instead of that it's just like hey you know what don't let that face you just yeah because the thing is that if we expect that and we have to be liked by everybody you know not everybody's gonna like us no. you know no. and we too we don't like everybody so how do you do you think that everybody will like you you know um and just just do what's you know the best thing you know you want to do in your heart what you want to you know because we get so bogged down like what would this person say what would this i mean of course sometimes we listen to it's not that we shouldn't listen to advice but it's just that um don't get it over run your decisions like you know just you know too much of a people pleaser <laughs> yes and that's one thing hey you know what that's about self-care also gabby you know yes. about self-care knowing boundaries and knowing when to say hey no i can't do it or not right now <laughs> that's right setting boundaries learning how to say no without giving an explanation <laughs> you know um and i know you're aware of that i've been so much into human design now and i yes. try to go too much into that because it's 
it can become a rabbit hole, but I just take like the main things and see how can I apply it. And with human design, what I learned about who I am is that um, as opposed to my husband, for example, he's someone that something can happen. He can make a decision right away yes. and move on. Me, I need to sit back and think about it and pause and think and be like, okay, how does that resonate with me? Am I yes. at peace with that? Is it something I can do rather than, oh, because they want me to do it, I'm going to go ahead and do it. So you also have to know about mm -hmm. yourself so. and know, you know, because people, a lot of people want you to make a decision right now, right now. Tell but me. But that is not you. But you if know. it's not you. you and know, it can be cause a lot of stress too yes. for yourself, not knowing what your capabilities. Say, okay, yes, I know you want me to make a decision, but for me, I need to give me time so I can think about it. You know. There you go. That's so you not be rushed to do stuff that you don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like my husband he will decide and do something like we'll talk and say okay let's do it I'm yes. like, oh, yeah, that's a good idea and in me in my head i'm thinking okay i need to analyze it i'm the analyzer <laughs> that's that's back. like for me too my husband he's that way too i am the one that like let's just do it right now it's like yeah. um are you gonna think about it no right now <laughs> and that's the yes that's my husband sometimes as we are even talking he'll go ahead and do it and i'm like wait 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 and he's like well, you know, some things you just have to go ahead and yeah. yeah, he already got all the plans together and the ideas, everything. Why you are still thinking about it? Yes. <laughs> you see, that is why, you know, God brought you guys together. Because if you had somebody that both of you are always thinking, sometimes Ooh. things will not get done. And you also need you there so that he will not sometimes go and do something that needs to be, you know, so you kind of just balance each other. That's true. Very true. You need the balance. Everybody yes. balance, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> we need all that. That's why we're all different, you know. And that's one thing of not trying to compare with other people. Everybody's made differently. And you just need to know that your your secret sauce for yourself, you know. Yes. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is a good way to segue into my next question. So okay. this is where I want you to tell me what you feel has shaped you to be this woman you are today. You know, I want you to share, is it from your victories, your struggles? Is it from health, career, childhood? Like, just go all the way to tell us. Um, oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> that question, Gabby. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, when... And I can go pretty far back when I was little. Not many people know that about me, but when I was little, I got really sick. And um, I was probably about five years old. I got really sick. Um, I was admitted in the hospital. And um, without going too much into details, um, I spent the night there. My mom had to go home and uh, take care of the other kids. And when she came back in the morning, they were going to discharge me from the hospital and I couldn't walk. Wow. And she, um, you know, she was concerned, like what's going on? And the doctor came examining me. They said, well, you know, we don't really know what happened over the night. She got up in the night. He asked the nurses and come to find out in the night, I got up, got out of bed. I had an IV in my arm and I went and just walked all over the hospital, started bleeding all over. They didn't tell her anything. So um, he examined me and he told her that I'm sorry, but, and that was back home in Cameroon. And he told her, I'm sorry, but your daughter is never gonna walk again. I don't know what happened. I wasn't able to use my arms, my legs, 
and he was like, I can't explain it, but you know, she's just, you just need to just take her home and just take care of her because she, from what I see, she's not gonna walk again. They will send me up and I'll fall, raise my arm. I couldn't raise my arm or anything like that. So she got really, you know, as a parent, you panic, try to figure out what am I gonna do and stuff like that. With my dad, they talked about it. And when, so she left me home and with my siblings to watch over me, she left, went to her work. She was an accountant, went to the bank, explained to them what happened and she was coming back. And when she left me, actually, I started standing up and taking a few steps and falling. I'll take a few steps and fall. So when she came back, my siblings told her that. And, uh, oh, and by the way, that doctor up to today doesn't know that I'm walking. He still doesn't know. So she, um, so with that, she was like, okay, so then there is hope. Something needs to be done. So she took me. Um, I actually had to go to France to do some phys extensive physical therapy over there for a great amount of time. And every year I had to go back there either with my dad or her just for the doctor over there to check me, make sure everything was good. Um, I don't remember everything. I remember bits and pieces of it. Um, but one thing for sure is that I was very much impacted by the care that the doctor over there had for me and the nurses, it was just great. Just thinking about it, it just brings tears. But it was just so great. And um, did I fully recover? I'm able to walk. But one thing, my arm, I never fully regained. The side that had the IV in, I never fully recovered from that. So I cannot move it like I would like to. So I've always been limited in sports and things like that. So be cautious about you know what type of sport I will play and stuff like that. So with that, the desire always came in my heart. I want to do something to help people. And I, at the time, you know, I didn't know anything about functional medicine, of course, but I just knew that there was this great desire in my heart to help people. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to go to med school. So that's how with everything I went to Benin, went to school there in West Africa, then ended up over here. And uh, we'd been an international, a lot of things. Anyways, I ended up going into nursing school and, um, but even in nursing school, when I was doing my bachelor, there was a course that they had, and that was about natural remedies. And I was just so drawn to that course. I was like, wow, this is just so fascinating to me. But I didn't really, and I was always like, wow, this, these are things that I would love to help people with. And without much thinking, you know, then you finish the program, start working and stuff like that. But I had my son in 2012. No, in 2011. And no problem. I had him C-section. A year later, we were in Michigan, Barron Springs, Michigan. A year later, we moved over here to Texas. And boy, he started having serious health issues. When we were in Michigan, we found out he was allergic to fish. And lots of runny nose and stuff like that. Got here in Texas. Within days of being here, end up in the hospital wheezing, coughing, things like that. And from there, it was a roller coaster for the next at least three years or so to where almost every month we were in the hospital. He was admitted or emergency room or sick visits, fever. And during that time, I put him on tons of, oh, Tylenol, ibuprofen. He was on inhalers, breathing treatments, allergy medications, medications for constipation. It, I mean, the list goes on and on and on and on. And as what happened to him really, 
And when I would talk to the doctors, I wasn't really getting the answers that I was looking for because I was like, you know, in my family, nobody has allergies of anything. Why is he allergic? Where is this coming from? I couldn't understand. And it's like, you know, well, he is. I'm like, this doesn't make sense to me. All this weaving and all that. Where is all it? You know, it's like, it doesn't make sense to me. Where is that coming from? But the doctors were like, you know, you just have to learn to deal with, manage all that. There is nothing more we can do, you know? So, and then that's when just it took off. I just started doing my research and just started <laughs> I, 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 I landed on um, Dr. Josh Ash's um, YouTube channel. I learned so much from him. That's where I started using essential oils. I became an essential oil coach because I was like, wow, this is just mind blowing to me. There is so much I can do. Started learning, 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 using these things on him. He started, he was having a lot of skin issues, eczema, itching all the time and stuff like that. And I started just making my own skincare products for him you know, um, with shea butter and stuff like that, using essential oils and the skin started clearing. Um, he was, the, the, and I was applying the oils on him and things like that. And the wheezing wasn't as bad. The coughing wasn't as bad. The fevers were going down. The, I mean, the sleep was improving. So many things were changing. Then I was like, okay, so these essential oils are working. They are great. What else can I learn? There has to be more. There has to be a way. You know, I was like, this helped me manage him without the medications because the medications started going down and down. But I'm like, but there has to be something more than this. Did again some more research, found out about diet. Oh man, it was just like, wow. I started doing the GAPS diet on him. I just did it for a month. And, um, and yes, and his allergies, like he started eating eggs and he wasn't allergic to almonds. He, you know, it's just like the allergies where, you know, and the interesting thing, he started seeing an allergy doctor. And when we went to the visit, as I was waiting in the room, that's after I had started the GAPS diet, a month later, we had the appointment. I went to the room and in, I was so excited because I was like, I need to share it with him, tell him what I did and, you know, and I got there and there was a book on the little table and pick the book and guess what? It was talking about GAPS diet, how it's a joke, how you shouldn't be following that and it doesn't work and people think that people can change their allergies with this and so I was like, okay, I guess who? I, I guess I'm not gonna tell him anything. So even him up to now, he doesn't know that. <laughs> that has really helped. He just went and did the blood work and he was like, oh, his allergies are going down. His numbers are going down, but never say, oh, are you doing anything different? Or, and I just left it alone. I, was, I just kept doing my own thing, but I really saw the impact of diet, you know, and changing your skincare products. The skincare products we were using that we thought were so safe and just starting making these things from scratch, you know, just even the, the, the counter cleaner. I mean, I just... The dish, the, the dishwasher, the detergents, I just started making all that from scratch using essential oils and, and his health started improving. And at the same time, our health started improving too. You know, it was just amazing. And my mom, I mean, it, to me, it was just like, until I found out functional medicine and that just took it to another level. <laughs> and I was like, wow, I can teach people about that. It, I mean, I'm not gonna go in too much because we will seriously be here all day if I do, <laughs> because there is so much, but this was just a life-changing experience, not only for, 
for him, but for the whole family, for the whole family. It was just, it was a blessing in disguise, really. And that's where that quote, you know, came to me, like, you know, I, and I don't even remember what I was doing. And I just saw that like life is 10% what happened to you and 90% how you react. And instead of me just getting sad and be like, oh, what are we gonna do? This is it. It's like, we took that and just did our research and did something on about it. And now I'm able to help others. That's just a great fulfillment to me. It's like, no questions. And it's like, I know, you know, I have no doubt in my mind what I'm here for, it's just like, it's just so clear, crystal clear in my mind. <laughs> so wow. it's a blessing. That is it amazing. Is. I mean, that's your story from, you know, having this problem in childhood, got you kind of interested as you want yeah. to be in the medical field, you know, have to deal with your son and then, you know, all these domino effects now yeah. to the family. You know, and you know, some of all things happen in our lives for a reason. Um, you know, maybe if that thing didn't happen when you were a child, you would not, you know, maybe be in the medical field or you know, in the health field. And you know, and if that thing didn't happen to your son, maybe you would just not explore other options. Yes. That have have you know. So they're just the way that, you know, like that quote, that 10% is about what happens to you and 9% what you do with it and not just giving up or just being that mental um, victim mentality. Yeah. Like, okay, this is how it's going to be. And this is what I always encourage people. Like, as long as there is life, there is hope. Just keep seeking. Just look, keep finding that. You'll find it might take a long time, but just don't give up, you know. This is what I went through. I went through that with my health, which you know, my personally, which is how I found functional medicine. I dealt with these GI issues, and I think there was a reason why all this happened because there were some of the things I had that normally with just um medications, most people will just get rid of it, but for some reason, <laughs> it wasn't happening to me, <laughs> you know. And uh, it's uh, just transforming this you know, what we say, lemons into sweet lemonade, you know, mm -hmm. and um, <laughs> I don't say lemonade because lemonade just is sour, so <laughs> sweet one, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> so I mean, it's amazing, amazing that, you know, these things you can do now, you know, so, and I know you are probably so proud of many things, but I want <laughs> you to just put a summary of what is one thing that you say you're proud of. If I just see you on the street, I don't know you. I just say, hey, Marlene, <laughs> what's it proud of? It just comes in right away. <laughs> you know, oh man, there are many things, but mm -hmm. I think one of the proudest things is being a mom. Mm -hmm. It's been a mom, hands down. It's, it's yes. I, um, I, uh, I never thought that I would get pregnant and just that of itself. And not just with one, two, you know. Yes. Like it's, it's a boy and a girl. <laughs> yes, there. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's, it's a blessing. Yes. So that's uh, that's out of everything. That's the proudest. Yeah. I mean, like you talk about. Uh, I don't know if you want to share with me on that. That you know, being a mom, that not knowing, not thinking you could pregnant. Could you share what could how you know what happened? Oh. Like yes. Yeah. Mm. Sure. Um, okay. 
So when I, um, in 2007, I found that I had fibroids and, um, and, uh, and that was just, just like that, you know, and, but from the time I found out that I had fibroids, um, it was just a question of just monitoring them, but they just started growing so quick. And I was like, wow, what's going on? More discomfort and higher, you know, bleeding and things like that. Back pain, lots of back pain. So you go to the point where the OBGYN said, hey, you know, we need to take them off. We need to take them out. The biggest one was, I think, 15 centimeters. Um, I looked like I was five months pregnant, I think. I had three of them. And, um, and I remember a few days, actually, maybe like about a week before the surgery, I started having so much pain. Now, when I would go to the restroom to urinate, and I went back to the doctor, and she checked, and she said, well, the only thing I can think of is that the fibroid, the blood flow is pretty much cut off. And that was the fibroid that was just laying against my bladder. And that's why it's, the blood flow is cut off to that. So it's actually dying. And, um, and that's what is causing you the cramping and all that. And um, so the surgery was, when I went to see her, it was on Monday. The surgery was going to be on Friday. Gave me pain medications, things like that. And when she, actually her showing me the pictures, it's true. It was actually becoming necrotic. That's why I was having all that pain. When she did the surgery, I had some on one of my fallopian tubes. And um, even before the surgery, she had asked me, you know, the positions they are in, you know, how do you feel about just taking everything out? And I was like, oh no, I'm not even married yet. I would love to have kids someday. So she's like, okay, I'm gonna do my best. But you know, sometimes you go in there and it's impossible and you just have to do what you have to do. So the surgery went well, she was able to remove them. And uh, while she was checking, there was one that was in one of the fallopian tubes blocking, actually on both, but more on one that was blocking it. So she said, you know, with that already your chances of getting pregnant, you know, she couldn't go in and remove it because the fallopian tubes are so tiny. So she didn't want to damage anything, especially that I had told her, okay, I wanted to have kids. So she left them there, the fibroids, but she told me, you know, it will be harder for you to get pregnant and stuff like that. So, um, but yes, yeah, so when I got married, you know, that's one thing that I was nervous about, you know, but, you know, I did what I had to do, do did my supplements, tried to take care of myself and things like that. And I got pregnant with my son. So that's why I was like, you know what, it's one of the proudest. And then a year later, I mean, what, three, almost three years later, I got the daughter. So I was like, you know, that was just a blessing to me. That's the proudest because it was always that question in my mind. I had a miscarriage before I had him. So I was like, okay, you know, am I going to be able to? But, you know, I was followed during, throughout the pregnancy with him. I was having my progesterone was low. So I was having a lot of bleeding. Um, I would just be standing talking to someone and I just feel a gush. And I go to the restroom and it's just blood all over. So even during the pregnancy, we ended up going to the hospital multiple times. And then they will always check, do the, you know, sono, make sure everything is okay. Then they put me on Prometrium, which helped me with the progesterone. And I was able to carry the, you know, the, the pregnancy throughout. And <laughs> because at the time I wanted to go to med school, but that medication, oh, wow, that put me to sleep. Like I will sit down in front of the computer trying to study. And I'm like, 
I need to take a nap. So I wasn't able to study <laughs> to take the MCAT for med school. And that's one of the reasons I was like, okay, this might be tough. So, so yes, going through all that, you know, I had to make a decision like, okay, med school is going to be super busy. I'm not going to be with him. You know, God bless me with this beautiful baby. I want to be there. And so I decided, you know, it was either med school or nursing. And I was like, nursing seemed to just be, I don't want to say the easier pathway, but the one where I will have more time to where I can spend with, you know, with him. And so I, that's when I went, you know, I continued with nursing as opposed to going to med school. Wow, that's yeah. amazing. And with your second one, how, how was that? Was that the delivery? Was that fine? I mean, it was good with her. Actually, there was another fibroid. That they never go away. I'm <laughs> telling you. <laughs> because they did when they did the first one she was like oh, i see something over here oh my. you know there was another fibroid there but thankfully it was on the opposite side from where talia was growing okay. so it never became an issue but the pregnancy went fairly well i've been through some things the pregnancy went fairly well at some point i had an accident car accident oh and i was thinking okay everything is good i went home told my husband i'm like i'm home everything is fine and then um, he's like, uh, you need to call your OBGYN just to make sure. I'm like, I am fine. There is nothing. It was just a small bump. And I called the OBGYN's office and they say, come, we need to check you out just to make sure. And I tell you, Gabby, when I got there, I was feeling little, you know, like how cramping pretty much. But I was like, you know, just tightening. Yes. You know, that will go away and then tightening. And they were like, you having contractions. I'm like, oh, great. Um, so it was so that was the last um it was about the last month of pregnancy okay. so they kept me in the hospital trying to stop the contractions put me on meds and they were able to reduce them and uh, i went home but i had to be on bed rest yes, and uh, so i so pretty much when i had her my plan was to take three months off <laughs> but that whole month Cut it to just two months yeah, after I had her. Yes. Oh my goodness. <laughs> but it's not apart from that, everything yeah. is fine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, there's always just things in life that just yeah. want to come in your way, but just <laughs> how God help us and we overcome them and, you know, that's true. where we are right now. So, mm -hmm. wow, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we are all proud to be moms for God choosing us to be this mother of these children and yeah. just appreciate these gifts that God has given to us. Yes, it's a gift. So what would you want to encourage our listeners today? Um, just kind of rounding it off. What would you want this woman to hear? and be encouraged today. Mm -hmm. Well, the main thing I will say is, you know, and that hap that's in everything in life, you know, so many things happen to us, you know, good and bad to all of us, you know, but um, sometimes those negative things can really break us down. But I just want to encourage people not to lose faith, not to lose hope. You know, there is always, because if we don't have that hope, what else do we have? You know, if we don't have that hope, it's so important. So I would just say, you know, have that hope never to give up, you know, never to give up. The, the way I look at it, there is always a solution. There is always a way, you know. So it's just about 
not letting because you know not letting and i'm not going to say that when my son was having all these things i was just like oh you know everything is you know let me, <laughs> of course you know you get that you know doubt stress yes, yes you get stressed you doubt so many things like lord why you know you gave me this beautiful child because that's what one of the things i was so i was like so you mean he this is how he's going to live for the rest of his life you know carry because we had to carry the machine everywhere we were going the breeding machine because everywhere vacation wherever we have to have spots in the in the suitcase for those the medications take the ibuprofen tylenol the breathing treatments the everything the inhalers the allergy medications it's like we had our little medication box you know like a little hospital around exactly everything was in there i kid you not so i was like so this is how it's gonna be so i was discouraged there were some down moments you know but the thing is never to give up and never take it like this is the final, this is it, because this is not it, you know, there is always a solution, so it's just, we have to be those little detectives, and seeking, like, never to give up, and seek, just seek, 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 see what you can do. Also, learning to be your own advocate, too. That's right, (laughs) so true, so true, true. you know, I mean, even in our own health, when we go see the doctors, I there are many times when I didn't know any better, I would go to see the doctor and he would say this, A, B, C, D, and, and I would just take it for his word for it, or I would just go along, you know, but it's like, okay, you know, if you come and you ask your doctor, man, can you check for this one? And I had to learn to be that for my son because he couldn't speak. He didn't know what was good for him or not. But when I started doing my research, I come, hey, can you check? How is his lab work for this? Can you check his iron level? I want to see, is he anemic? Because I'm not understanding this. Or can you check how is his magnesium? You know, with all this constipation, he's just, you know, I just, and I wouldn't have known about that unless I did some more digging on my side, right? And a lot of, unfortunately, a lot of doctors don't like that when you come and question what they are doing. But hey, you know what? Nobody is going to stand up for you or for your children. You have to be. the one standing for yourself nobody is gonna do that you have to do it for yourself your kids can come and tell the doctor hey i need this this you have to be the voice you have to be their voice the doctors are not with you at home and seeing what your kid is going through you know i still remember my son with constipation we had to give him miralax and suppositories and this little boy when he sees us coming and he knows it's suppository time oh he will cry and and I mean, as a mom, you just break down, break down. He's not, the doctor is not with you at home when you are going through that, you know? So it's like, it needs to stop. What can I do to make this stop? Let me do my research. Let me take this to the doctor. It doesn't cost him anything. The doctor doesn't have to pay for that. I'm willing to pay for it. Just do, even if the insurance doesn't cover it, just do it. I'll pay out of pocket for that. I just want it done just to see, just to give, have my peace of mind. That's it. And when he did that, when I was coming to him with this, I mean, this doctor was pretty good, even though he would say, well, I don't think so. But he said, say, okay, I'll go ahead and order it. You have some that will say no. Yeah. If he says no, maybe it's time for you to find a different doctor. Because there are a lot of doctors that will actually <laughs> go along with what you want done. Plenty and great doctors, you know? Or just come, you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's just all that. So when it's like that and you feel like your doctor is not meeting, you know, answering your questions and getting your needs addressed, 
then it might be definitely time to look for another one that will listen to you and work with you because what we do functional medicine is about collaboration yes you know those that i work with i don't just come and tell you oh you need to do this but this is what it is let's talk let's collaborate let's work together i'm here to listen to you you know and see how can i help you how can i best assist you that's why not everybody is the same that's why not the same interventions are going to work for everybody the same because we are all unique that's how god made us we are all different we are all different so that's right girl you just hit a lot of points today you know <laughs> it's one of the things to you know trying to teach my clients how to be their own self-advocates and um and, and yes if you are having too many um things with your healthcare provider and they're not seem like they're being a team player with you um of course we do respect the education or the experience but again this is your self, this is your child. If it's no, 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 it's always a friction all the time with everything you request. I mean, it's not, you don't expect that they will accept everything you request, but if it's just, you just see a level where you know that it's time to change, that you see your child is not getting better, you know, or you, you are not getting better. And the doctor is not listening to what you're telling them. You know, something has to change. <laughs> something has to change, you know. Be our own self-advocate. Yeah. Yeah. So Marlene, how can people connect with you? Where are you found? Where can they find you? And um, tell us if you are doing any projects, any things that we, you know, we All need right. to know. <laughs> well. Uh, people right now people can find me on instagram at dr marlene rosanna on instagram and i'm also on facebook same thing marlene rosanna and i also have a facebook group actually where i share tips and uh, you know information with um with members and it's living life by design and um and projects that i'm working on i'm uh, actually working on creating uh, my own skincare products I am um, working also those, you know, all the things that I did with my son, as far as blends, <laughs> I have one of them over here, yes. the blend that I did for him, like, you know, for like, for to support his immune system and things like that, blends that I did, you know, for tummy pain, you know, and things like that, um, for relaxation. And so I'm actually working on, you know, producing them and just making them available for people to have just that you know, extra immune support or skincare or, you know, but those are the things that I'm working on and also working on a project to start a program in a, starting in January. So that's, uh, those are the main things. Lots of work, lots of things. I'm still trying to put things together, but just, yes, if you follow me on Instagram or like my page on Facebook, definitely you'll be uh, informed of these different um, projects that I'm working on. Awesome. And also, Marlene, we're also going to be authors as well. Yes, <laughs> that's right. That's right. Very yes. much excited with that. We mm -hmm. work with a group of amazing women, you know, and then just telling about our stories, right? And yes. so many women need to know that 
so many women need to hear these things. So we are just so excited. I'm so excited about that. Yeah, it's a big deal. <laughs> it's a big deal. And, you know, we are sharing these stories of, you know, how we, the journey of us getting into this space of this um, healthcare or this space of medicine. So um, in that book, it's going to be, we're going to be hearing all these stories of all these women. Yes. Um, I think 19 of us or 20. Um, we're all going to be sharing our stories. It's, you know, it's uh, unleash the story within. So yes. sharing the stories of why we decided to go into this alternative way of medicine. So that would be great. Yes. yes, it will. <laughs> yes. So all these things, all these links um, for of Marlene, I will have it. If you're watching it on YouTube, it's going to be on the description area. Um, so you can connect with her. And if you are listening to it on any of the podcast platform, you're going to um, see it on the show notes there. So make sure you connect with Marlene. She got a lot of goodies for you. <laughs> yes. Wow. So thank you so much, Marlene, for taking your time to come today. I really appreciate you. Well, thank you so much Gabby, for having me. It's been, it's been a while. I know we're planning this. Today. <laughs> so finally it happened, but it's, yes. it's a pleasure. It's been a pleasure. Awesome. That's right. Well, I'm going to end this episode today with my favorite quote from Maya Angelou. She says, when you know better, you do better. All right, guys, I will see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye, guys. Thank you so much for completing another episode of the Gabby You Show. I am so grateful for your support and hope you have been empowered and inspired by the stories that me and my guests have shared today. If you love what you've heard, please take a moment to forward this show to someone you know who will love it. And you can also take a screenshot of this episode and share on Instagram. Don't forget to tag me at Gabby You Health Hub in the post so I can personally thank you. And I will be so appreciative if you head over to iTunes, press subscribe and leave a five-star review of the show. This is one great way you are helping me for these stories and message to reach as many women in the world. If you'd like to connect with me for more inspiration, healthy tips and information about working with me, you can go to my website at gabbyuhealthhub.com and on my Instagram page at gabbyuhealthhub. If you like videos like me, well, this podcast is also on video on my YouTube channel called Gabby You Health Hub TV. And while you are there, you can enjoy some cooking videos and some health talks there. To be featured as my guest, email me at office at gabbyuhealthhub.com. All right, until next time, remember, when you know better, you do better. <laughs>